Boom. <laughs> there we go. Phew. Finally. Everything is returned to normalcy. This, I'm yep. back at this website. It's very suspect. Is it recording or is it not? Is it not recording? I will find out on yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. What? Isn't that the truth? Yeah, it's usually the case. Yeah, tomorrow. I will listen to it and I will deem its edit. Yeah, well, I wonder. I mean, people could probably figure out when these are recorded just by the what, what we're, we happen to be talking about on the uh, episodes. But I wonder uh, if folks know just how hot off the presses they're getting it. I mean, yeah, it's been sitting for a couple of days, but still. I mean, it's pretty close. I mean, you know, I'm look. I'm not trying to challenge myself every day of putting it out the very next day. I'm not, sure. I'm not trying to do that, you know, type of thing. Ain't, no, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. There is nobody that has time for this. I will agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you literally make time for it right now. Oh, no. What? Cancel. Cancel the, the, the show. <laughs> no. It's the only thing I have left. Let's go. You know we gotta keep it hype all day and night like this. Showing love when we can. Shout out to the super fans. Uh huh. You don't really wanna miss pop soccer. Stay lit. So if you ready, we ride and take it back to the '90s. From movies to the video games, just a couple of nerds keep it so entertaining. Hey, pop soccer. Ho, 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 Pop Saga pals. Welcome back to another festive episode of your favorite pop culture podcast. As we dive into the holiday spirit, we've got a sleigh full of excitement lined up for you today. This week, we're unwrapping our thoughts on the silver screen as we delve into the magical world of holiday movies. That's right, a topic we rarely touch. Join us as we share our top three holiday films, because that's all John had in them that have become an essential part of our seasonal tradition. But hey, it's not just about tinsel and mistletoe. You might just take a detour through Tinsel Town, where even our toes have rocket-firing action. We're here to spice up your auditory sleigh ride with a generous sprinkle of everything that makes us decadently pop saga. I'm John, one half of Santa's elves, joined, as always, by Elf Shift Supervisor Forrest. So whether you're on the go or nestled in, let us be your festive companions this week. Get ready to ride that. Get ready for a ride that's as unpredictable as our rocket-propelled toes. That's it. What you got for us? All right, your break's over. Time to get back to work. God damn it! I should have knew. I should have. That's right. I'm the shift break room. supervisor. We, time, we, we, to, time to get back to building tiny little wooden trains that nobody wants. No one wants that. Just bringing a wooden train. Everyone gets a wooden train this year. Cut back, set enough for the pool. I <laughs> oh jeez, way to take it dark. Uh, l- l- let me ask you a question: Have you yeah. ever been a shift supervisor? No, no like, I, don't, yeah, you, I don't know what that is. Or have you have you ever been a supervisor at a place that is not what you're currently doing? Uh, I've been a manager at places, uh, nice. but I've. When I worked, uh, you know, as a bus boy, I was not a supervisor of any kind, you know. And I, I, when I've had the various jobs before the career I have now, 
I've never been in a, uh, a supervisorial uh, position since then. Mm. Yes, I've I've led teams of people to great conquest. Was it, was, it, was that for lack of trying? What are you, are you talking, what are you trying to say? <laughs> like like were you were you trying not to get noticed to become a a, a manager or boss or anything like that? No, I demanded it. I said, "Give me their souls. I want to take their souls. I want to take their careers, their futures, and murder it in my hands, ghost style." Definitely than a corporate climber. Understood. Got oh. it. Oh yeah, ruthless, John. Ruthless. Is there anything you should know about me? It's I'm always scheming. You look at me. It looks like maybe it looks like hey, this guy's maybe maybe he's thinking about how cool hot dogs are. Wrong. I'm scheming behind those eyes. It's just a bunch of schemes. You get it. Yeah, I get it. I've been there. I get yeah, it. interconnected, interlocking, uh, social. Uh, uh, machinations, each one on a different sort of time frame. It's going to be incredible. I'll, I'm just when it all comes to fruition, uh, we'll be recording Pop Saga from uh, an island in the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, I like the sound of that. I'm glad to be included too. I figured. Uh, I was afraid you might uh, drop me. I'll off still be like remote. A... <laughs> oh God damn it! <laughs> You'll be in the Caribbean, and I'll be here. <laughs> That's right. My further machinations in play. The games never cease with me. Well played. Well played, Arcade. Right. Well played. Oh wow, that's a that's an extra little. Uh, I like that. That's a that's a cool addition to that the whole phrase that everyone's saying all the time these days. Well played. Yeah, well, I had to spice it up. Other than that, you're like you don't know how to play a game. You suck. I- I mean, I think it's that's uh, pretty spicy, John. In fact, I'm coming in. That's right. It's <laughs> it's a hot, it's our first hot take of the episode. Yeah, really? All right. Yeah. Well, you said you had to spice it up. That's a spicy take, and you know that deserves. I'm coming in. That's right. That's you know, right. every time you play that, I I, sh- I like I shimmy my shoulders. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm it's like, coming what? in hot. I just want more. What's the rest? Just, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's enough. Maybe yeah. that's enough. Yeah, maybe that's all we want. We don't know. Yeah, um, that, that that could be true. It could be like trash right past that point. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, my, John, my ice is getting cold yeah, here. Well, how? I was uh, or, I, warm. My ice is getting warm. <laughs> like I, my cold ice is getting warm. I was like, I was like so your drink is getting tastier is what you were saying uh well no i don't think so i think this is can only lead to its uh to its downfall but that's right the music is back i know everyone missed it from uh from last week but it's well they didn't because i put a version of the music in there well that's true yeah no i heard it but not this version yeah, what you think of the gorilla as as your ice gets cold and I open my can of thing that I'm going to drink? What did you think of the gorilla edit in a hotel room? Pretty good, huh? Pretty, good. Uh, pretty uh, dang good. Yeah, and I do like that you you left the, the entirety of the outro in there. Uh, super fun. Love it. Well, unless that's like you being like like sarcastic and you really hated it. Yeah, no, I'm just going to assume that it. you really liked it. Okay. I liked it quite a bit. Uh, genuine as a diamond as always uh, or was it another scheme <laughs> anyway 
That's right, it's the everyone's favorite segment that they tune into the show for. It's what are you enjoying this evening? Well, I'm coming in cold, 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 cold. Uh, now I just grabbed a white claw because I gotta get him out of the fridge. Huh. And, uh oh. And the um uh, the the living room is uh, a Oops. festive location, right? You did you turn off all the music? How dare you turn the loop? The uh, loop I look, listen. I, I, I uh, we're gonna blame Slacker. that one on voice bot. Right. Wink. Um. So I grabbed a white claw tangerine because I imagine uh -huh. this one has to taste pretty decent. And how do and what are we thinking? Is it decent? I mean, it tastes like they rolled a tangerine in some water. Okay. So we're good. We're good. Okay. Well, mm, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it, another bit of a letdown. If I'm honest, it's it is better than the last few. So better than um, which ones is it better than? Let's let's get you oh, on the record. Like uh, the black cherry death one, and then Oof. the watermelon one. Yeah, that one is that. See, the thing is, what is so disappointing about the the lack of quality when it comes to the watermelon white claw is well, not quality necessarily, but just the I just don't like the way it tastes. Is because the can looks so cool. It's do it's two toned, which almost none of the other ones get. I think there's maybe one or two other cans that get the two tone treatment, but two tone stuff for watermelon is great, and watermelon is a great flavor. How could you mess it up so bad? They do it really easily. It's terrible. It seems like it. Yeah, they make it look very easy. Yeah. So compared to these, those two, the tangerine is like world class. Tangerine is the queen. Is what it sounds like. Yeah. Fair enough. That's what I'm drinking. But what's on? Uh, what's in your glass? Ah, yes. What's in your glass? Uh, I just asked that. Me. Oh, what? Uh, and you just asked me what was in mine. I told you. No, what? I know. Come on. I was looking in. A, I was looking in a mirror the whole time. Schemes again. Um, Schemes. Uh, I'm uh, calling this uh, patio punch. That's right. Oh. Patio punch consists of uh, two ounces of Kentucky bourbon, and then mixed with a uh, peach snapple, and topped with sparkling water and a squeeze of a quarter of a lime and then I garnish with an actual s sorry I said lime I meant lemon a quarter of a lemon and then I garnish with a slice of lemon uh, that I stick on the side real classic look and then I dunk it in there when I start to drink and let's see what it tastes like oh, I did spill it all over myself um, that's a fun detail but uh, it's quite good. I love a peach snapple, I have to admit. Um, and then, you know, mixed with bourbon, it makes it all the better. And then a the little bit of uh, carbonation is a nice uh, is a nice fun surprise. That sounds good. Sounds good. It's and, very um, refreshing. Weird to drink when it's cold. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds, yeah, refreshing, good blend of flavors. Uh, I just wish, you know, again, jealousy about drinking anything with caffeine after, I don't know, noon. We'll see. Uh, this could be a big mistake. It probably is, but you're the one who made it, so you're yeah, going to be the one that lives with it. It's true, John, and you know what? This is, you're talking to pre-winter uh, break, um, just took a five-day weekend. Whoa! 
That's before right. Before a winter break, you took a break before a break. I have so much PTO saved up, and my family was coming up uh, last weekend to do sort of like an off-season Christmas thing. It was a really quite a genius idea. Uh, so uh, my mother rented an Airbnb in oh. uh, the Ballard neighborhood of uh, Seattle, and. Um, the whole family got together and made dinner and exchanged gifts and was drinking and merriment. But of course, um, uh, I took a couple. I took a day off on the either side of that because it was on Friday. Um, sure. So a total, only a total of three days. But with the weekend, that was a total of five days. And I am just still in vacation mode. So you're talking to Vacation Forest right now. So I'm I'm drinking a patio pun. And maybe yeah. it's a bad idea, but still in vacation mode. And, you know, on vacations, sometimes you just kind of make a few bad ideas. Or <laughs> do a few bad ideas. <laughs> and then you also make a few bad ideas after, uh, you know, two or three porch punches. Yeah, well, uh, look at you. Patio Mr. punch. Patio punches, porch punches. That could be your summer version. Yeah. I don't hmm. have a porch, though. I don't really have a patio uh, no, either. No one would know. Yeah. You think people are going to check you on that? I don't know. I don't like, like Stolen Valor, John. It's like, what, you mean like I can't order a French 75 because I don't, I can't speak French, nor do I have $75 in my pocket? But, <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm not sure I get your logic, but yes. I mean, no. Well, yeah, maybe? <laughs> I don't get my logic either. You good. You good. All right. Good. Yeah, you're terrific. Good. You're good. You're good. You're all right. You're all right. You're all right. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wait. It. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, I'm good. We don't need to do the rest of the episode after that. Always. Once that duck shows up, I'm, I'm for it. <laughs> That duck knows what's going on. That duck gets it. Oh, but I have to try so hard not to do that every episode. <laughs> I do well, love it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty humorous. You want yeah. you want to know it's not humorous? I got a complaint. I got a couple mm. complaints. Uh oh. I got a couple complaints. I got, a couple so complaints. Now about what? What are we talking about here? Well, last week was the you know the uh, game awards. The the Oscars. Oh to right, video who's games. going home with the gameies? Billy Crystal might sing. Who's gonna have a gamey tonight? That's <laughs> almost. Who's gonna bathe it in buttermilk to take <laughs> out the gaminess fright? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Jesus. Um, yeah, no, you know, and I, I, I watch it as a lifelong gamer. You know, it's it's nice to have an award show that you understand, you know, like 95% of the subject matter. Sure, yeah. And, and, uh, but, you know, like as of late, it's definitely shifted more over to Oscars and stuff. And while I do believe the best game of the year won the Game of the Year award, I was really disappointed in the fact that, like, none of these games, like, who, who went on the stage got more than, like, 20 seconds. That was like, so weird. Thank that you, That was so speeches. strange. Yeah. Isn't that and weird? It, it was very weird, yes. 
Yeah, it was it was like, okay, so and look, I love me Kojima. If mm. I love Kojima. He's the one who like showed me how video games really could be made in terms of a true of, auteur, like, no doubt it, about it. Definitely. Like he's not for everyone and you know, look, Death Stranding, I ain't get it. I can't like I barely like walking in real life, so walking, still fun though. Yeah, but walking simulator, it, it it didn't grip me, but I could see the novelty in it and everything else. They gave him like unlimited time, yeah. but yet the best game of the year, which was Baldur's Gate three, which is my pick, loved it. Um, Thirty seconds of a, a of a speech. <laughs> yeah. It was it was very strange. Um, I is that is that show broadcast on television? It is not yet, but I okay. ha, I do have a stinking suspicion that's what he's trying to get it done. Okay, but it's like they're on they're streaming. They have plenty of time to just give these people just a couple. You know, give them a full minute at least uh, a minute at In- least or maybe two. This is a very important thing also uh near and dear to my heart they announced a best art direction in just kind of a segment where no one got to be acknowledged or even go up and get a statue it was sort of like the this was filmed at an earlier event but even that has more dignity because at least they did a ceremony and passed out a statue just like I have to see Jeff Keenly just be like, and this did it. Cool. Bye. Next. Mo- yeah, best gotta... mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next. Uh, best sound design. Next. Okay. But now we're going to talk about OD. But we're not going to talk about OD. You know, like, I mean, like the focuses were really weird, but there were two. That really just, I don't know, got my goat. But then there were two things that I really, I was just like, no, 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 no. You know, like I was like emperor mad no over. Okay. Was uh, specifically two categories was best ongoing game Mm. and um, best game direction. Right now, like, look, games like anything else is a subjective matter. You either like it or you don't. A lot uh-huh. of people get into it. You know, you, you have your games you love. I, those, you know, some of those games, like, they just don't grok with me. I don't, I dig them and vice versa, right? That's, that's sure. fine. But my understanding about those, uh, those two particular topics made me question what was done on that stage. Hmm. And so, best ongoing game, uh, spoiler alert for those, even though the Spoiler Witch doesn't care about this, uh, only real pop culture stuff, um, was Cyberpunk 2077. Hmm, but that's, but that's a static single-player game that doesn't have a ongoing component there, right? Bingo! It, it's not a, look, for however you feel about live service games, best ongoing game is what that was when especially when you're up against a Fortnite and your apex legends and every other game was a live service game and didn't they just announce that this last the like this expansion would be the only expansion that it gets double bingo (laughs) 
That's a that's a yeah, that's a really bizarre choice. It, I can't it, really see the logic in there except for maybe they were like they don't have a most improved award and they felt bad maybe snubbing it because Keanu Reeves was so popular on the show. I don't know. I mean, look, that was a few years ago. You don't get to do that. Like you, you can't do like, then you do a most improved, you know, and then you throw your no man lands and, you know, or no man skies and everything else into it. This oh. is just like everything there was live service games. And, I, and, and the thing that really got my goat was here. I am sitting here watching it and my roommate comes up and he's just like, cyberpunk's going to win. And I'm like, no way. It's not an ongoing game. It's gone. It's been done. DLC doesn't count because if that was the case, any game could be in this category. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Cyberpunk won. He's like, see, I know what's going on. And he bombed off. And I was just like, what's going on? What is going on? And he, it got, that really got me because I was just like, no, you just, you just, are you trying to tell me that maybe these awards don't mean anything? <laughs> It does kind of shake your confidence in the uh, in 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 the people who are doing the voting. If that's the result, yeah. If I can't trust an award show, then who can I trust? Certainly, I mean bastions of uh, of uh, credibility. Those award sh award shows always are. Unless you want to give me an award, then <laughs> you're you, doing great. You could have all the flowers from the john game awards cool yeah you're welcome um, fantastic yeah you did the Weird most you flowers, improved but... yeah well, it's not real flowers it's it's that's a oh it's like king arthur like a sack of king arthur <laughs> yeah exactly you're getting you're, you're gonna you get, get a bag of whole wheat flour but it's gonna be like you know and like, it's one of the ones that's got flour leaking out of the bottom so sorry yeah, you gonna just put your hand there. It'll sieve out. You'll be fine. Totally unrelated. I've also opened up a dry cleaning business. That's <laughs> <laughs> right down the street from your house. That's right. <laughs> it's convenient. Uh, it's right so next to this amphitheater. Everyone, <laughs> line, up. line up. But that that really got me. And then the next thing, which was best game direction. Uh huh. They gave that to Alan Wake Two. Now I've not played Alan Wake Two. Mm, I've not okay. played the I've not played the first one. I didn't have an Xbox originally, so you know, can't play games you don't have. And sure. I think eventually ended up on PC, but no interest for me. And you know, the other thing that always got me was the fact that Alan Wake was the guy who owns the studio, um, which is fine. You know, you do you. Um, it's not. It's not the guy who owns the studio. That's he's that's Max Payne, and he does play a character in the game. Detective Alex Murphy, but uh, he's not. Uh, so he's just taking Rob Robocop's name now. Mm, shame. <laughs> but anyway, you do. Uh, yeah, it's it. not Alex Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool, though. I that'd don't be, remember what it is. I'm, I'm actually be, playing it right now, so that's really embarrassing. But I don't know. I was really like, I had Robot Robocop in the brain, evidently. Hey, man, weird. we could talk about Robocop instead. I'll be all right for that. But uh, the uh, but we already did that anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah, twice we did live action and the other one, Dildozer. I remember now. Anyway, uh, yep. <laughs> that weird flashback, but um, game direction, and then that really took me a lot of time to think it. And look, I'm not knocking Alan Wake, but I don't think it's harder to make that game than the other game that it was really up against. Which is what? 
It was Baldur's Gate 3. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, I played both. And um, uh, on the off chance you ever play it, I don't want to spoil anything, but Alan or Wake 2 is one of the most impressive games I've ever played uh, hey. in my life. I'm not kidding. Hey. I mean, look, I, you know, I'm going to give it a try. But I just think about the Herculean task it takes to make a, a, a game like BG3. I won't dwell on it too much because we got movies to talk about. But, like, that's a Herculean task. Sure. And they don't make games like that. And I'm not going to conflate that with Alan Wake 2, but they do make more games like that than they make the other one. And the level of detail it takes to make a, a, a BG3 or something like it is insurmountable. So that was just that was just my thing, but uh, I, I I was just uh, taken aback by those things, and you know, uh, in other words, I don't know if I'm going to be watching or voting next year. I think mm. I might be out. Wow. Well, you've lost one dedicated viewer. The video game awards. I hope you're happy, yeah, Alex I mean, Casey. Alex, Alex Casey. Casey is the name of the detective in Alan Wake. Who uh, plays played by the um, CEO, or at least modeled after the CEO from uh, uh, from Remedy, but not uh, voiced by the CEO from Remedy. Although he does his own vocal work in the live action parts. I've said too much already, but truly, Alan Wake Two is like a feat of. Uh, all I, I guess all I'll say is that like it has become appointment, like uh, like whatever time you gotta play it. No, it's like uh, my wife and I sit and play it, and she like mm. we we it's almost like a TV show in that it's like the story is so engrossing and layered, and the it is so like polished and tightly programmed. Uh, um, it just has, it's just like, it, it is a real mind fuck and, and all, while also being just like incredibly engrossing. Um, and, yeah. and, and what's weird is I didn't even, the first Alan Wake, I was like kind of mid on, I played like most of it and, but I just, it just didn't like, it never it clicked with me. Yeah. Not like Resident Evil, um, uh, did and right. so I was just kind of like, and it wasn't like Silent Hill, it wasn't like Resident Evil, and I kind of was just wrote it off. Uh, didn't finish it, but enjoyed the some of the the bits that I played and like appreciated the type of game it was, but just I was like, eh, whatever. Uh, but and I was so I wasn't like my expectations for Alan Wake Two weren't very high, but when man, when we started playing it, it was just like, I don't know, it it really plops you in there. It trusts you a lot with its narrative and um, it has some of the best art direction, I think uh, this year quite easily. All right. You might've turned me around on it. (laughs) It's, it's really impressive. You know, did you ever play control? Yeah, I played control. I thought control was uh, uh, fun and a real good uh, technical demo. And I don't mean that. I don't mean that dismissively. I mean that literally like in terms of like trying some new shit and yeah, you know, like, Control walked so Alan Wake 2 could run, it really feels like. Um, but I do love that Remedy has a connected universe, and all these things take place in the same universe. That's cool, too. You get, like, little hints, little references to Control in this game. Uh, 
And do, uh, do you get the little weird ink gun in this in Alan Wake too? No, no, it doesn't have like the house, uh, you know, the forever house or whatever that was called. Um, and, but it is like I think there are some references to the control organization um, in the game, uh, and they take place in the same year. I don't know. It's it's a yeah. I was really really All blown right. away by the game. But Maybe, like you know, you might have, you might have turned me around a little bit on. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Give it. A, I, it's definitely worth a, a try. It definitely has this. It has this feeling to it where it feels like, um, it, it mixes media in a way that it you, uh, you don't. It does shouldn't work, but it works really well. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, the only other thing I'll talk about uh, was Sega. Yeah, I, I, they... They came Bravo. out kind of swinging. Thank you, finally. Yeah, it, it like whoever is part of their organization who is like, wait a minute, we have a back catalog of beloved IP, uh, especially now. It just gets so much like retroactive. Uh, um, you know, there's just a lot of love for those those IPs, and then there's so they're just like, yeah, we're just gonna make one of each. <laughs> yeah, it's like. <laughs> It's like okay. you like Shinobi, cool. Yeah, you, it looks you, good. Looks great, and they picked a nice style for it. Crazy Taxi. Yeah, Thank that's you. really exciting. I used to play like you know when I got the Dreamcast, that was it. Like, yeah. all right, we're just driving around fake San Francisco all the time. Yeah, uh, I, I was also living in San Francisco at the time, and uh, I bought as after I moved up there uh, for college, and I bought. Um, a Dreamcast with money my mom gave me for food. <laughs> Don't worry, I won't tell her. I'm not eating tonight, but I'm going to play Crazy Taxi. <laughs> I'm uh, so hungry. Uh, yep. <laughs> I'm going to just mooch off my roommates. Uh, then I So that I would just uh, restart the game over and over and over again until I got the Offspring song. And then... <laughs> Yeah, then I'd uh, hit that little boost, you know, like that brake, uh, brake gas co- button combination that would give you a little boost at the start. Oh, yep, man. you get you get your nice drifts going around them corners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, golden yeah, axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, golden axe. Yeah, streets of rage. The rage, and uh, you know, jet. Uh, was it jet set or jet grind radio? Uh, depends on what con- what region of the world you're in. But uh, I remember was- jet set. Yeah, it's was called both Jet Set and Jet Grind Radio. Yeah, but that was just like, thank you for finally like realizing, hey, you got more than uh, Sonic. Yeah, all that was missing was a Panzer Dragoon. Uh, yeah. It it said and more, so you know there could be. Oh, more. I'm you know yeah, I'm expecting that, and then um, of course you know what I'm waiting for, Altered Beast. Yeah. Rise from it's your like, grave. Oh, can, can you imagine how big um, of a pop that trailer would get? Oh, Just that, all the house lights down. Rise um, from your grave. That's all you need, too. Like, you wouldn't even need the show. It, and do that and then have the Rah! like yeah. when it's turning into like the wolf the first time and people will lose their shit. Yeah. Just basically make God of War, but within the altered beast universe. Done. Done. You already made yeah. it for him. Congrats, Forrest. <laughs> Enjoy more of your flower. <laughs> Another suit ruined. Another paycheck for old Johnny boy. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, Who's scheming was... now? Uh, me. Dry cleaning scheming. That's dreaming. Right. I'm dreaming. <laughs> scheming Steven. That's what they call you. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I I had a couple of, of trailers that I really liked, uh, yeah. or a couple of moments I actually really liked from that uh, the whole Game Awards thing. Um, I uh, I kind of I don't play, I haven't played any of the new God of Wars. I know I hear they're very good. I have not played them, but I just think it's super cool that it's the God of War is getting a whole new roguelike mode, um, for free. I think that's like. Uh, that's a really that's a really cool move and i i thought it was a really cool part of the show um and i think i thought light no fires looked really really good uh i'm someone who bought uh no man's sky at launch and was very disappointed (laughs) me too uh and then i gave it a big break and i came back after they released a couple of um expansions and now uh after all the content they've released all 100 percent for free it is like it is like one of the best space games out there and uh has just so much like there's just so much you can do it's it is really an incredible achievement um you know i hope that this i hope that light no fires doesn't have to go through that same arc i hope that they have learned their lesson it certainly looks like they have uh and uh and so I'm really looking forward to that. I love the idea that it's like a a very big open world. They say it's the first true open world because they say it's like a planet, so you could literally like circumnavigate it if you had the time. Um but it really looks like they've honed their programmatic generation and you know their theme park elements and uh into one amazing crafting RPG. Yeah, I, I I feel like after ten years you'll have a little bit more. Um, yeah, you'll you have a little bit more um, knowledge in that bank to be able to avoid some of your earlier mistakes. And you know, it's not a galaxy that you're trying to procedurally generate with a bunch of like you know planets. It's just one very detailed planet with a lot of different biomes so like it, it feels like in some ways it should be a little bit easier in a lot of ways it's gonna be a lot harder yeah it's Uh-oh. been in secret development for the last five years and i think that is very smart that they waited for a really long time to announce it mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they also haven't said when it's coming out which i think is another really brilliant move um that was their big mistake last time right they like shoved it out of the door before it was before no man's sky was ready and uh you know it took a lot of extra work to get that to get it to where it needed to be but man you got to admire them for putting in that work it is just such a i don't know it's like i really it's it's such a heartwarming story because it started in such like a bad place it's it's a rare space for a game company to be able to do that you know, like, look, I mean, let's just take, like, what, the, the day's gone or whatever? Let's just put the that on after. perspective. The oh, day after. The day after. <laughs> yeah, they, they, just, they just shuttered their doors after a bunch of, you know, nebulous promises about things that were, you know, are def- difficult to maintain or keep. Um, I, I wrote that game. Uh, that trailer looked amazing. I wrote that game off when I, I read an interview with the founder who said that their studio ran on a culture of volunteering. Um, oh. 
which was like just suggesting that there was all volunteer work and nobody was paid for their work. So I was like, oh yeah, no, this is a scam. This is a scam. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, uh, no, I'm just going to stop thinking about this game. And, and I have, and, uh, you know, I'm not often right, uh, but uh, I, I was this time. I mean, I don't know. When I saw it, I was like, ah, just play. I can just uh, re-download the division. So I'm gonna just do that yeah. instead. Still uh, a good game. It's still, yeah, still a good game, man. It's a, it's there. <laughs> like I, I know I can play it right now. <laughs> versus <laughs> this one, which is like, mm, yeah, mm, this seems a little bit like vaporware. So yeah, that totally have like the No Man's Sky team. Uh, be able to do that is it's huge and it's it's always something that i said that like the the best how do i put it like the best teacher sometimes is failure you know or being allowed to fail a little bit for you to be able to learn from it and they definitely made their mistakes and they're definitely a better studio for it stronger studio for it so i'll definitely play that one um i might wait for you to be the um I see. Well, yeah. that's. I think that's perfectly fair. I I have uh I have faith in Hello Games. Even if it's just like fantasy No Man's Sky, that would still be enough for me. So, uh, maybe I'm not the best person to to be a canary there because I'm a canary that's been huffing a heart a carbon dioxide and is somehow grown a resistance to it. <laughs> yeah, but you're also the one that I know for sure will buy it. Like everyone else will talk about it, and I just need someone who's actually going to put the money down to do it. So yeah, and well, I know you'll do that, and you'll at least get through the first like hour and a half before you're like, "Well, I've had enough of this game. It's great." Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. It. So, so I'll wait for you to do that and give me that test first. You know, I, it's very nice. I have a lot of friends who do who are very thoughtful about my my gaming needs in terms of like, uh, "Don't play this game yet. They're still not there." And I go, oh, "Okay, thank you." <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to save like you got to dodge those bad games, save those uh save those dollars, you know, to spend on hot toys. Exactly. Well, yep. it's 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 a Mafex problem. Mafex and Mezco problem now. The hot toys Ooh. I've 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 I throttled back cuz I, oh, nice. I can I can put more Mafex and That's uh, right. Mezcos. You could buy 3 Mezcos for a hot toy price. Yeah. In fact, I just I just got something that you'll love. I, I just got the Fantastic Four set. Just cool. Uh, and I'm like, I have no space for it. So it's, they're no. going to stay in the tin. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, Reed Richards. <laughs> I'm like, you look so cool. <laughs> I won't ever see you again later. Goodbye. But you better be believe when that Dr. Doom comes here, he's coming out the box. Because Dr. Doom, yeah, you know. You know how I get. You know how I maybe you could Maybe you could put him on top of the Fantastic Four tin. It'll be very poetic. Oh, that's smart. There you go. <laughs> All right, done. <laughs> done. That's the first picture I send to the tin and Dr. Doom, it's going to be to you. Straight up. <laughs> it's going to be him on the standing on the tin. You that's know, fantastic. Like elf on a shelf, wait. Doom on a broom. Wait a minute. Eh, whatever. Doom anyway. on a broom? Yeah. How dare you put the leader of Latveria on a broom? He deserves a gilded broom at the very least. And okay. truly not a broom at all. I mean, I'll throw some gold flakes on there then. Unless it's a flying broom. Well, I mean, if I throw it, it'll kind of fly for a little bit. Anyway, How yeah, dare you! Nobody speaks to Doom this way. <laughs> um, <sighs> that's that's right. I didn't go to four years of 
Just four. Four years of Latvian medical school. We do it a quick down here in Latveria. Anyway, I'm Dr. Doom. I like how the fact that you're playing Latvarian you is more like the DeVry. That's right. months and you'll be a doctor. It's an accelerated course. It's Read. Great. He never respected my degree. <laughs> he said, oh, that's a party school. Damn you, Richards. I'm a doctor the same as you. I just use spells and shit. Anyway, I got a tiny cut on my chin. Let me burn my whole face with a hot mask. That is true. That is true. That's like the one, like, not so smart thing you did. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you think, like, he could have just used magic just make the make people see him how he wants you to see him. I mean, like, that's not the only not smart thing he did. Because uh, I, I read that whole arc where he became God and remade the Marvel Universe as he wanted to. And um, he lost that. So he was literal the God, and he somehow lost. He still lost. So I don't know, Dr. Doom. <laughs> you need to rethink your stuff, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, he lost his godhood. But, you know, he's had some good moments. You know, like, there will always be doom, and you can't do this without doom, and doom will be the last, and so-and-so, and so-and-so. Blah, 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 doom. I'm doom. You are doom. We are all doom. Doom, 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 doom. Let me see I knew that you were going. I started dancing. Yeah, fantastic. Um, there was a little bit of time where where he was a good guy. A few times. Yeah, that's always fun when Doom's like, "I'll help you out, sure." And then he becomes you like, you know what? That actually reminds me. It's totally a complete tangent, but one of my favorite Spider-Man runs is the Superior Spider-Man. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I really liked Doc Ock as Peter as Spider Man. <laughs> it was it was a really fun character. Uh, I know they kind of keep bringing him back in one form or the other, but uh, uh, I miss the Superior Sp- Spider Man. It's great suit. Looks good. Um, it does. It's like one of the. It's so. It is so rare that they do a Spider Man suit redesign that I that really sticks. You know. Oh, totally, totally. It's, it's like the Future Foundation Spider-Man is like kind of cool, but like I don't. It's not. It. I don't think about it like I think about the the Ben Riley Spider-Man and uh, the Scarlet Spider. I mean, yeah, it, with like the hoodie and the fully red suit. One of my favorite suits, and then uh, Superior Spider-Man. Just love that black and red, and the very like the more angular stuff, and like the mirrored eyes. It's fun stuff. And also the uh, the um, asymmetrical webbing, like it's got like the main webbing, but then it mm-hmm. also has like extra striations through it, so it doesn't look like. Yeah, like, it looks a little more messy, messy, a little messy bit more edgy. Little, yeah, min, like almost menacing, uh, like menacing, like it'll, it's yeah, got, a little bit. Like it's just like oh, like you would like regular Spider Man, you'd be happy to see him. That one, you'd be like, Ooh, oh man, let, yeah. let's let's avoid that. Yeah, or, a little um, more spider. Yeah, or like, you know, uh, Spider-Man 2099, that suit. Big fan of Spider-Man 2099. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. You can, you can really easily ruin a Spider-Man costume. They've done um, it. They've done it. But I, armored, I you know, the armored Spider-Man. Oh, Jeebus. Jeebus. Remember that was the, that was the thing. Everyone needed a suit of armor and it wasn't because like Iron Man was popular at that time. It's always because, well, you're injured and you need armor to protect you or like remember when Captain America needed a suit of armor because the serum yep. was killing him, making his bones brittle, or giving yep, him bird bones that. or something. So they like it looked real bad. It was terrible. Like he looked like, like uh he looked like one of the custom sort of bespoke superheroes they make up for an NFL team. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the Patriots mascot. Yep. <laughs> it's Turbo Dude. Yeah. The Patriots are coming out with a comic book, and uh, that's Tom Brady or some shit. <laughs> Don't I look so cool, kids? Like, nah. They're like, reject Iron Man. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> also, don't do drugs. Except steroids. That's okay. Yeah, that's good. And deflate your balls. Take that <laughs> how you will. Uh, should, we, should we jump over to... Our top um, the three Xmas movies or holiday That's movies? That's right. That's right. Let us talk about our top three holiday movies. And of course, some people have done the top 100 holiday movies. Some people have done the top 50, some the top 20. Uh, we here at Pop Saga like to skip all the way to the end and show you the podium. The only ones that matter. Gold, silver, bronze. Okay, who cares who's twenty seventh the of the best holiday movie? Who cares? Definitely not me. I I, yeah. I I realized that when making this list, I was not kidding. In the intro, I was like, I don't have that many like holiday movies that are like <clears throat> my go tos. Like yeah. these are the ones I need to watch. Mm. I'm very interested to hear this. This is gonna be. I think mine's gonna be very contentious. Uh, I have my reasons, but I don't think, I don't know. I think it's going to be a, it's a weird, it's a weird grab bag. Um, but I have a lot of, I have a couple of honorable mentions here okay. too. Um, uh, but I think what might make this different than your list, at least based on how you're phrasing it is I don't really have like a, a Christmas tradition in terms of stuff that I watch. Um, so these are more movies that I used to watch a lot, or I have watched a lot in my life, uh, that are Christmas themed, um, and that have like a special place in my heart. Got it. For one reason or the other. I mean, out of my list, uh, only one of them I watch yearly. Okay. Well, there you go. Everything else is definitely like either I might check it out here or there. But it's not so. It's not something that I go back to the well, and it's not. I don't want to be like I'm a Scrooge myself for the, the holiday season. It's just that most of the time I find like most of the movies relatively uh, vapid. Uh, sure, for the yeah. Holiday seasons, you know, like a are, simplified, perhaps. Yeah, and it's just you know I I like the 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 quirky ones or the the things that still invoke the holiday spirit, but isn't just about like. Love, like, here, do you want to hear a controversial take? It's very controversial. What? Okay. And it's not about a movie I picked. It's it's not even on my list. Uh-huh. 
a lot of people love a Christmas story. Sure. I can, I, I really can't watch it. Wow. I, I'm coming in. <laughs> That's sure. right. Hot take number two, and it's still coming from John. He's two for two. I know. Well, that's what I do when I'm coming in hot, hot, hot. I'm coming in. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not that it's a bad movie. It's just it's not one that, like, I think of fondly. In fact, I think of it as, oh, this is the movie that they're going to play for 24 hours straight or something. So I definitely don't want to watch it because, yeah. like, you know, like, there are parts that I find humorous, but over, you know, like, when the Santa's pushing him down the sl- uh, slide and... <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. He just gives him a boot to the face. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And when the kid licks the pole, you know, that type of stuff. But, like, it's not one that, it's not one that, like, I really grew up with, like, going, like, oh, this is the one I need to watch. So, like, it's hard for me to really kind of get into it. I love the, I love the act of uh, the holidays. You know, I like getting presents for people and, uh, and all that. But in terms of like the actual movies and stuff, I find myself not really gravitating towards it. So this one was a little, it was easier for me to come up with this list uh, than a lot of our other like top tens or, you know, top fives we've done. Sure. Just because yeah. I was just like, oh no, these are the three, the three, that's it. Yeah. I think, well, I think th- unfortunately for the pals out there, there's, there's not another side of this, like the, we are... Of the same mind, I think, in this regard. Like I said, I don't really have uh, a movie that I watch every Christmas because for Christmas for me, uh, or at least it always has been more about the gathering, more about, um, you know, drinking and eating and and exchanging gifts and being cozy. Uh, And, you know, really being thankful, I guess, for the privilege uh, that you get to do those things. Exactly. Um, Because that's not just a, that's not a universal experience, very unfortunately. Um, But, so yeah, there's no, there's, there's no representation here of the Christmas fanatic, which I'm, you know, or somebody who just loves Christmas movies or, uh, you know, watches, make sure to watch them every year. Um, But they're, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Anyway, let's get started. Let's. I mean, let's not eliminate all those things that we uh, that we don't like first. Let's get into what we do. And John, I think you should go number first with number three. Uh, tell me your number three most favorite Christmas or holiday-based movie of all time. Well, my number three uh, favorite holiday movie is one that we've uh, talked about before. Um, I think of uh, our first year, which is Home Alone. Ooh, that's a that is a great choice. Home Alone feels so Christmassy. It's it's it it feels like Christmas. It's a little quirkier. It's a quirkier, but it's about still about the spirit of it. But they do a lot of you know, like they balance out the colors. Like every scene has red and green in it. Um. I mean, uh, Macaulay Culkin, like, however people feel about him, I don't really know. He's fantastic in this. Um, you know, it's a John Hughes movie in terms of being written by it. Chris Columbus directed. It, it has those wonderful uh, holiday vibes and, and evokes such, uh, you know, like such visceral memories for me watching this in the theater and just, you know, watching this kid toward the, you know, the wet bandits. Um, yeah, absolutely he, he really, he would have murdered. 
I mean, he killed both of them. I mean, a blowtorch to the top of the head uh, or the, the pipe. A, that... a clothing iron dropped, uh, you know, like a, a burn, a third degree burns mm. from a hot clothing iron. Yeah, I mean, he he he, he put that uh, uh, heater thing on the handle. It just burnt the M into the, you know, into Joe Pesci's hand. Like, it's it's brutal. Like, he is brutal in it. And, you know, even with a little Red Rider. And, yeah, I mean, he, when he puts the, the tarantula on um, but, uh, Daniel Stern Marv's face, it's just like, oh, my God, this kid's a menace. But, like, the best way possible. I, I absolutely I absolutely dig it. And, um, it's again, it's not one that I go back to every, uh, uh, you know, like holiday time frame, like Christmas time frame to sit down and watch, but it's definitely one that always makes me think of the season. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great choice. Uh, Home Alone. I, when I was a kid, I was asked to fill out probably for like um, some sort of kindergarten activity or something. I was asked to fill out like uh, this, um, it was just like a sheet of like, who would you like to be your best friend? And I was like, Kevin McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think you know. I really wanted to to be friends with this kid or be like him and and have that sort of uh, agency over your own life. Even though, as we see in the movie, he gets old, and you sometimes you just want your family back. But great choice, great choice. Well, that's my number three. What's yours? Uh, so my number three is probably going to be controversial. I'm not okay. choosing this movie because it's good or because I like it all that much, <laughs> but it, it holds an incredible, incredibly special place in my heart for a very, uh, uh, for a very personal reason. Um, on 34th street. Mm, mm, wow. Black Christmas. It, my mom would be so happy if, Number three was Miracle on 34th Street. It is not. Number three is Jingle All the Way. <laughs> ah, Jingle All the Way. I'm here. Come on. Let's jingle the way. Let's go over there. Let's go a key. A key. No, I, 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 over there. Yeah, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, multilingual Jingle All the Way. Uh, but, uh, no, Jingle All the Way, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, if you couldn't tell by that amazing impression that John just did, um, and, uh, Sinbad Vehicle, um, about a really terrible father who is trying to get a, uh, uh, a toy that looks like him, kind of, <laughs> uh, to his kid, and then, uh, you know, this movie is so like literally unhinged um so much so much just wacky garbage happens in this movie that it is like uh to me these days is more of like an enduring sort of schlocky movie that uh, it is very bad good and is fun to go back uh and revisit and for me like i said it 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 is tied to a very key and special memory um my older brother worked on uh the i think he may have been an intern this may have been an actual job i don't remember exactly but he worked on the audio 
um, uh, the, the sound team of Jingle All the Way. And so he was invited to the cast and crew only uh, screening down in Los Angeles. And, uh, and he was kind enough to give me his plus one. And uh, so I boarded, you know, I was, I was in high school. I wasn't driving yet. So I boarded a, uh, a very uh, sketchy Greyhound bus um, <laughs> uh, on a very long, you know, like five hour bus ride down south. And uh, got to attend the casting crew only screening uh, in pouring rain. Was completely soaked to the bone. Did not have a uh, umbrella or really any any uh, appropriate clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what did that uh, that theater sat in front of a bunch of critics? I could hear sort of like groaning. <laughs> Like <laughs> I could hear their eyes rolling through their head as uh, we watched the movie and. Um, uh, before it started, though, uh, I got to see Arnold Schwarzenegger in person, and yeah, he made a speech to the whole crew and did all of his lines and says, I hope I'll be back at working with you again. Um, uh, and uh, it was just a completely magical experience. Uh, it was my very first, it was my very first brush with real celebrity, and uh, and what a celebrity to uh, to witness, larger it's than life, great. truly. Yeah. So it always, you know, and I I loved it because of that situation, because of the 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 environment that I saw it in, because I had just seen Arnold Schwarzenegger in person, and he was talking right over there in the top, like in the theater. Um, even though he like came in through the back door, talked at the back of the theater, and I think just left <laughs> directly thereafter. Uh, but it was just like that whole experience was so so magical, and um, I remember my older brother asking me, "What do you, what, he, hey, what did you think after the end?" Because I think he could tell, he could tell <laughs> what kind of movie it was, and I was just like, "It was fantastic! It was so cool!" Uh, because you know, it was this, it was just I was so you know running uh, on a just a, a high uh at that moment, which I had never experienced before. Um, you know. I saw I saw it later a couple times. And I was like, "Wait a second, why isn't this good? <laughs> what happened? What happened to this movie?" Did, um, you, did you look in the back of your room to see if Arnold was showing? I was like, "Yeah, I'm here. Please, thank you. Thank you for watching it again. <laughs> I'm so glad you bought this movie." Um, but uh, oh, it's no. great. You you purchased it after you saw yeah. it for free. I remember you. Uh, free, free loading in the front. Yeah. Uh, young forest. Yeah. Uh. Hey, you are that soaked boy. Um, <laughs> oh, God. That sounds terrible. <laughs> you were that kid. He was drenched. Very cool. I get all the... I bet he gets all the residuals from the... They're like, yeah, you could have it. Yeah, here you get all the DVD sales. It goes directly to Arnold. Um... Yeah, so Jingle All the Way is my the number three, and not because it's like a particularly great Christmas movie, but it is uh, it's tied to a very key memory for me. But uh, um, yeah, there you go. Here's a, let's go on to my number two, John. And yeah. uh, this I is was very about funny. to ask you, but uh, all right, yeah. Well, well, I'm do? just gonna go ahead and jump into it. Yeah. Um, it's very funny, John, uh, and this I think will be very funny to our listeners. But the number two movie, for, uh, best Christmas movie for me, is a Christmas Story. <laughs> 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 I used to watch this movie a 
lot growing up. Um, and uh, I think when I look back on it now, I realize that A Christmas Story, um, I think, helped me feel better about the fact that I was suffering from, like... Uh, like generalized anxiety disorder uh as a kid i didn't know it was never diagnosed mm-hmm. until when i was an adult um but that movie is filled with anxiety it's very anxious uh it's a very anxious film in general and i think when i s- compared to a lot of christmas movies where you see them and things are presented in a fairly idyllic uh context um I think the the uh, the difference with the Christmas story is it kind of like it was presented as like this is how a poor working class family is experiences Thanksgiving and all of the disappointment, all of the anxiety, and all of the just the the comical situations that uh, Ralphie got into. Uh, was uh was relatable even though you know i'm not a city kid so these weren't exactly experiences that i had um but uh it's a very touching funny iconic movie there's so many parts of it that have just lasted in pop culture and and uh but what's weird is the thing that i like the most aside from the fact that i really also wanted a bb gun um sure it looked really cool uh what I love the most was the voiceover. Uh I was a big fan of the Wonder Years and so like voiceover in general was something that I really loved. And uh, the fact that it was like this is somebody older remembering stuff uh and just like the timbre and sound of this person's voice was mm-hmm. so it was so entertaining. Um I don't know, it was a really funny uh, it was a really funny uh, movie for me, even though I did get really sad uh, when Ralphie <laughs> he shoots he shoots that icicle and thinks that he popped his eye out and he, and he completely uh, has a meltdown. <laughs> um, and of course, when Santa's mean to him, like all these things were things that very affected me emotionally. But like I don't know, it was just a movie that I loved watching, and it is so it is so intrinsically tied to Christmas. I mean, obviously. It's in the the dang title, but uh, um, yeah, just love, just love a, a Christmas story. I don't know. Hey, it, hey, if you get it, you get it. It was always to me. It was always like TV kryptonite. So I was like, oh, it's on. All right, I gotta go find something else to watch then. Sure, oh, yeah. aliens, cool. <laughs> you know. But. Yeah, there's a couple things on here that didn't make my list because they are kind of uh, played out, like you're saying. But uh, how about you, John? What is your number two? Well, my number two is this. This one, that, it's not controversial, I don't think, but I think you'll be surprised when I say it hmm. because you're going to be like, You? Go G on me? Never. <laughs> and for those who get that reference, good on you. Um, <laughs> my number two is A Nightmare Before Christmas. Whoa, that is surprising. Yeah, everyone kind of knows how I feel about Tim Burton things, but this is, uh, I mean, he didn't direct it, so that was a plus. Uh, right, he, just, he gets he, a lot of credit for uh, credit. Nightmare Before Christmas, but that's all Henry Sealing. Yeah, and he does a wonderful job with it, and uh, 
you know, like for those who argue whether it's a Halloween or Chris, it's a Christmas movie. It's a, it's, it's a Christmas movie. Uh, come on. It's in the title. Um, what is this? This is why things in the air. What's this? And that's what I mean. The, the music, the, the stop motion, the, the character designs. I mean, Jack Skellington is such a wonderful character design. So is Oogie Boogie, you know, the little, the little, uh, Demon baby kids, I'm blanking on their names right now, lock, stock or something, barrel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Sally, like, I just, I just love it. And, you know, and as a, you know, like a Oingo Boingo fan with Dead Man Party anyway, uh, <laughs> to hear, you know, Danny Elfman sing and just be so invocative of, uh, of this character. It's just, it's just a wonderful, quirky uh you know almost like uh understanding and accepting this the 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 spirit of uh, like you know christmas and uh, how magical it can be with the lights and everything else and you know it it just it's just great i I love the mayor he's so weird and quirky you know the twisting head and stuff it just it's and like santa claus with incredibly small feet for some reason um i just i i don't know i just thoroughly enjoy it and um it's like i said out of like the tim burton family of movies this is probably my favorite one because he again didn't direct it Uh, (laughs) i like you know peewee is up there too so let's you know let's not go crazy but like i just absolutely enjoy it it's just wonderful yeah great choice have you ever been down to disneyland during halloween never never that's got to be a pop saga trip right there because I have to tell you, if you love Nightmare Before Christmas, you're going to love the Haunted Mansion holiday overlay uh, where they change the entire Haunted Mansion into Nightmare Before Christmas themed. Uh, they have a, they replace a lot of the animatronics. It's completely themed to, to Nightmare Before Christmas and there's like a big Jack Skellington uh, fully articulated animatronic. Um and a lot of the the creatures from the uh, from the the movie get uh, placed into the haunted mansion. Totally worth it. it has the music from the film. Oh, that's great! You gotta see it. You okay. See it. Yeah, I gotta check that out. I just, I don't, I just, yeah, just when I saw it in the theaters, captivated me. So that was just, uh, yeah, something that I, again, like when I think of Christmas, this is like the thing I want to see, and that sounds really cool. Uh, hear about that in the haunted mansion so i'd like to check that out so look even better given given this give this movie more props yep a little sprinkle sprinkles yeah yeah great choice um uh john but well wait i was gonna say do we want to go through our honorable mentions real quick yeah let's do the honorable mention b- before the the uh well you know what actually no i don't think so Why because not? that might actually eliminate things that aren't number one I guess that's not that's not bad. Never mind. Let's do that. Yeah, great idea. Can't yeah. wait. Uh, you go first. Uh, I have. I technically have three, but I can throttle it down. Whatever. Um, no, go go for three, and just let's just give little snippets about each. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, a full yeah. explanation. Of course. Well, uh, honorable mention. Um, my number one honorable mention is Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Mm. I love uh, the Boris Karloff. The he's a mean one. The 
the, the animation to that, it's not necessarily a movie, you know, it's a little TV special, but I really think about it. And it's like probably one of my favorite non Christmas, Christmas songs, um, mm-hmm. in terms of go around, uh, really, really well done. And, um, a pretty good message overall. So that's my number one. Uh, I'll jump to number two real quick. Gremlins. Yeah. Cause gremlins, um, you know, it's a, it's a yeah. great quirky again, Christmas movie, but it still maintains that spirit, even though look, don't go buy wild animals from shops that you're not normally to frequent just saying. Yeah. And, uh, number three, and this one is a toss up. It was, it's really between the Muppet Christmas Carol, because I felt like I need a Christmas Carol on there. And the Muppet one was fine because Michael Caine as, as Scrooge is pretty good. Or the TV special, Year Without a Santa Claus, uh, just because I really like Heat Miser and uh, a Snow Miser. And it's such a, it's just a, it's, it's a messed up premise. It's like literally Santa wakes up with a cold. Uh, doctor tells him like, Hey, nobody believes him anymore. So then Santa's like, well, I'm not going to deliver presents no more. So then Mrs. Claus is like, uh, uh-uh, you need to get to work and then gets the jingle and jangle of the two elves. And then our, our task to go find Christmas for a Santa Claus. And it's just this weird quirky thing that I don't think you'd want to tell kids, but, uh, like I'm Mr. Heat Miser. I miss this son. I love, I just love that so much. And he looks, he looks like I do. I even for one holiday party for a, a former place I worked at, I even dressed up like heat miser. So yeah. <laughs> Good old Rankin Bass. Rankin Bass. Rankin Bass is definitely going to be on a lot of people's top three. I imagine. Yeah. But th- those are my honorable mentions. How about yourself? Uh, honorable mentions for me are number one. Honorable mention goes to die hard. It doesn't feel like a Christmas movie to me, really. It's a just an amazing movie. Uh, but it has been embraced by the larger populace as a Christmas movie, and thus it gets uh, it gets high up there on the honorable mentions for me. Sure. Um, number two honorable mention, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, uh, yeah. A little oversaturated for me, um, but still one of my favorites. I love the music, just like you said. Love the animation. Love the design. It really influenced a lot of my early art. Uh, So Nightmare Before Christmas gets number two on the old honorable mentions. Number three, It's a Wonderful Life. Trigger warning, it's about attempted suicide. But don't worry, it all works out. It's something that my mom liked to put on every single Christmas. And even though I was bored to tears watching it as a kid... I have grown to, I guess, kind of appreciate it a little bit more in my uh, older life, even though I don't think I would ever watch it again, and I think Jimmy Stewart's character is kind of a bad dad. Uh, I know you're stressed out about money, but, like, all right, come on, don't take it out on the old kids. Oh, yeah, that's right. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) number three on the honorable bench is number four. Um, and this isn't in an order of quality, but uh, Muppet Christmas Carol is also on my honorable mentions because uh, it's great, and I love the Muppets. But that's my honorable mentions, John. But let's get to what everyone's waiting for. Your number one. Well, let's see. My number one is... Die Hard. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I knew you were like, when you said it, I was like, yeah. Now, I like Die Hard. It's the one movie that I watch every Christmas time because okay. I I do prescribe to the fact that it is not Christmas until I see uh, a Gruber fall from the tree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that they they made whole, like, dioramas about that in the years since. Yeah, and, you know, it just it, it tickles me, nothing fierce. You know, like, it, 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 we've talked about the movie before. We, you know, it's... A quintessential action movie of the eighties um, that just happens to take place during Christmas time. Yeah, and like Predator, like a perfect film. Yeah, it's 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 hard to fault it. Um, I like all the characters. I, I, I like everything about it, and it you know it just feels like again for me the the quirkiness that takes place during Christmas, but it it really kind of leans into that versus. Maybe like say a lethal weapon, which also takes place during Christmas, but it, I would say that one's a little bit more Christmas adjacent than Christmas movie. Where this one, I feel like there's a little, little more of the Christmas spirit in there. To me, mm-hmm. to me, yeah, sure, yeah. So yeah, Die Hard's my number one Christmas movie. Good fact, go to, choice. In fact, I'm gonna watch it uh, this weekend. Heck <laughs> that's, yeah. that's that's the plan. That sounds yeah. like a great plan. That's my number one, but what's yours? Yippee Kaye Forrest, what's your number one? All right, Yippee Kaye, Mr. Forrest. That's right. My number one's coming right up. Uh, this movie, I feel like, doesn't get talked about all that much uh, when when it comes to the, uh, the Christmas movie discourse. Old boy. <laughs> yep. I love the twist. Um, but, uh, no, no, not old, not old boy. Heavens, no. Good, good lordy, no. Um, uh, no, my number one is Scrooged. Uh, Yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. Scrooged, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, you were saying, like, uh, we needed one Christmas carol on there. This is my choice. Yeah. Uh, a modern retelling of the the Christmas carol story. Um, filled with 80s excess. Uh, Bill Murray in his prime. Um, just being the, char- the kind of character that Bill Murray plays best, which is sort of a sardonic uh, jerk. Um but it works because he is the Scrooge character. And then it's layered in with this very interesting format that tells, because of the, the nature of being visited by three ghosts, it tells all these, uh, the story of, of the person that Bill Murray's character used to be um, and how he became such like a bitter, mean uh you know uh status and money obsessed old uh, uh guy who is just uh who is just obsessed with um who's like gluing or stapling uh horns on mice uh reined antlers i should say on mice in order to get uh the shot for his christmas special his big christmas special um but uh we got bobcat goldthwaite uh playing a uh a, a very shocking image these days but uh a gun-toting disgruntled ex-employee um 
And uh, I don't know. I just love the effects on that movie. Uh, yeah, the, really the, the puppets, right? Like the ghosts yeah. and the puppets and like the supernatural aspect um, always like terrified and thrilled me as a kid. And I thought it was super funny. Um, and uh, and then it, it, it has a really happy ending and like a really uproariously happy ending. And there's a big music, you know, a song and dance number. And it includes like the, the disgusting little puppets inside of Death's robes. Yeah. You know, when he opens up and he's got all the horrible yeah. little. Yeah, that's that's a visceral, horrible memory. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm I'm mad at myself because I I totally blanked on this one. Yeah, and <laughs> it's got one. the amazing Karen Allen and yeah. Carol Kane, John Glover. Like, there's so many. Uh, John Forsythe, so many amazing uh, performances in this movie. Um, it's got uh, Buster Poindexter. Well, well, I mean, at that time, Buster Poindexter was everywhere because people were feeling, you know, hot, hot, hot. Of course, like, yeah, you know, we were all like, feeling hot, hot, hot. Everyone was feeling hot, hot. Yeah, you but he's could the, not the, feel hot, hot, hot. Yeah, yeah, the undead cabbie. Um, yeah. Uh, just uh, all around, just one of my favorite. That used to be one thing I would watch every Christmas. And uh, uh, yeah, when I was thinking about this list, I was uh, just going through all the, the the movie, the Christmas movies that I like, and I just couldn't. This one was just so it's so emblematic. It's I feel it was so very like um, satirical and. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if it's well regarded, to be honest. But it's, it certainly is by me. Like I, it, no, it's on like top one hundred um, Christmas list and stuff like that movie list. But uh, that was Donner, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Donner. Yeah. No, that's no man. I'm so mad. I totally blinked on Scrooge. That used to be the like when we had cable and it was on HBO. Like I swear, I was watching Scrooge. Like every time it was on, like when it would hit its repeat, yeah. Now Scrooge is a, Scrooge is a great call. It's a great call. Can I maybe can I amend my first one? Nah, nah. I'm <laughs> but Scrooge is a great call. Uh, good, good stuff. Good stuff there. Uh, excellent. Uh, well, I think that's gonna do it for us this evening. Um, I hope that we have uh, put you in the holiday mood a little bit with our um. Uh, our top three suggestions. I'm definitely going to watch a few of these, I think, myself this year, just inspired by reliving these memories. Um, we know John is going to watch Die Hard uh, eminently. So uh, for you too, you will also be uh, partaking in this, maybe a new tradition for us both. <laughs> but yes. not for you. Not, not for, for me, you. It's, it's an ongoing tradition. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, a, it's just the thing I do. Yep. Yeah, uh, with aplomb. Uh, Welcome to the Christmas, pal. I love when he says it. <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome then... to the Christmas, pal. I actually listened to a little bit of our Die Hard episode just to remind me of what I said about Die Hard before we did this episode. And, uh, it, uh, hey, that was a good one. I think we so. Had, yeah, we had, uh, we had, uh, I, we had a, a very Muppet uh, hostage situation 
which was uh, which was something that we wrote in the description, and then it, I was listening through it. I was like, oh, and there was a whole bit where it was like Kermit is Hans Gruber, and uh, uh, really, yeah, we did all that. Holy <laughs> yeah, shit, we sure did. <laughs> we really uh we did we did bad hans gruber impressions it was uh we actually had like interesting tidbits about the films i was like wow number one uh what a great show number two wow my mic sounds really bad (laughs) Uh, Uh, do do you think we should uh we should go back and like yeah, special or special edition like some of those key episodes like yeah i think we need literally. to mix me down a little bit <laughs> i'm just like that's super cool uh i will also go die hard yeah it sounds bad uh but uh but anyway uh yeah that is uh that's gonna do it for us this week thank you so much for tuning in we really enjoyed making this episode for you so we hope you enjoyed it too First up, we got to thank Burton M6 for the incredible music on our show. Check out our show notes for a link to his Fiverr page, uh, and you can check out his services there as well. Highly recommended. Um, The proof is in the pudding, or as it's accurately said, the proof of the pudding is in the tasting. Anyway, um, there's also links to all of our social media, but the most important one is, of course, Discord. You can join yourself, join the discussion, uh, hang out with pals, vote on our next star trek saga episode uh our guys don't vote but spin the wheel maybe you will have a chance to spin the wheel and uh see what our grizzly fate is uh at the hands of captain archie um uh, uh in addition to that there's all sorts of other stuff but just go check out the discord uh so as we like to say at the end of every episode uh wherever you are out there, however you choose to listen to us. We hope you are feeling happy and healthy. And if you're not, that's okay too. But without further ado, I am going to hand it over to John for the final word. Remember, folks, 7 o'clock, Psycho sees Santa's workshop, and only Lee Majors can stop them. Thank you for tuning in to all my super fans. Hope you coming back again. Got a shout out to Fresca. I know you riding with me as we pull up in the Hyundai Delhi City. <laughs> you want the hype? I got you. Gotta keep it locked right here on Pop Saga. Woo! Pop Saga, let's go. 